The third lesson, the king reigns. The prophet foretells the coming of the Savior. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. It will be established and upheld with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Well, over the years, uh, my uh, eyesight has gone downhill. Um, several years ago, when I first complained to my optometrist that I was having trouble reading small print, she did not respond at first by uh, looking at my eyes or by having me read charts. Her first response was just to ask me how old I was. <laughs> and when I told her how old I was, she just smiled at me sympathetically. Uh, and then she looked at my eyes and had me read charts. Uh, when I made that first appointment, I was asked beforehand if I would have someone to get me home afterwards. It sounded a little bit alarming to me, so I asked why, and they told me it was because my eyes would be dilated uh, for the exam and they'd be too sensitive to sunlight to safely get home on my own. And I confess that I didn't believe that it could possibly be that bad. Um, how could it ever be that bright? So I did not make proper arrangements, and I walked out of that office wearing those cheap temporary shades they give you, and I strode out proudly into the sunlight of the parking lot, and I made it about 10 feet before I was stopped by the blinding brilliance of the sun. Genuinely, I could not believe my eyes. I had never staggered in the broad daylight before. And that's the kind of moment I think that Isaiah is trying to capture when he says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They will stagger around in the sun. The brilliance will be blinding. And when their eyes finally adjust, when they can finally open their eyes just a little bit, they will see the outlines of a world that is unlike the world they knew before things went dark. It will be a world totally transformed. There, there's a shock. There is a genuine surprise in the contrast between light and dark. Fleming Rutledge, in her book Advent, writes that the great theme of Advent is hope, but it is not tolerable to speak of hope unless we are willing to look squarely at the overwhelming presence of evil in this world. She wants to press us into that shock, into the shock of the contrast between light and dark so that we will more clearly see the hope that we have been given and cling to that hope and live out of that hope.
Last week, one of you mentioned to me a picture that you had seen, a picture of a Yemeni girl that had brought you to tears. I've seen that picture now, or one very much like it. Nicholas Kristof printed it with his column several days ago. Maybe some of you have seen this picture too. It is shocking. A 12-year-old girl, emaciated, diminished almost to nothing, a formerly unseen victim of the war that rages there. Just this week, one of my daughters told me about a snap that was going around among her peers of a fight that had happened in a city school where one of the kids in that fight was badly injured and left in a coma. She wished she had never seen it. I know that I don't need to catalog for you all of the fear and the darkness around us. We live in it every day. But here's one thing God's people can't do. We cannot ignore it. We cannot pretend that it is not there. We cannot insulate ourselves from it because that is not part of our calling. For the people that Isaiah was addressing, the fear and the darkness that they faced was the destruction of the northern parts of their land by the fiercest and most merciless power that existed in their day. That was the darkness. That was the chaos they found themselves in. But then comes this incredible word, and in an instant, everything changes. The prophet describes how all of the elemental fears of God's people will be reversed Instead of the nation dwindling away in destruction and in exile, the nation is multiplied and its joy is increased. Instead of being hungry and wasting away because their crops and livelihoods have been decimated, they will rejoice as with joy at the harvest. The yoke of the oppressor will be lifted, Isaiah says. It will be broken as on the day of Midian. I love that line. That line is a callback to that day. That day when Gideon and this little lame band of 300 men defeat the entire Midianite horde without a fight. This is, this is what Gideon and his boys did. They blew trumpets and they held torches and they smashed pots. That's it. And this Midianite horde defeats itself and runs away in fright. And here's what Isaiah is saying. When the peace comes, when the light comes, it's going to come with that same kind of shocking, surprising weakness. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. That is the scandal at the heart of Isaiah's good news. That when the mighty God comes to deliver, when we finally get to see the mighty God come to deliver, what we see is the face of a child. Vulnerable, transparent, humble, piercing, unspeakably strong, unbearably beautiful. You can think about that every day for the rest of your lives, and you will never, ever get to the bottom of it. That is the hope of Advent. Isaiah, of course, can only see this child with the eye of faith, but he does give us names for this child. Where human wisdom has been consulted and found wanting, 
where human wisdom has failed, this child will have a name, Wonderful Counselor. He will have the unfailing depth of God's wisdom. Where kings and rulers and presidents and prime ministers have fallen and proven unfaithful, this child will have a name, Mighty God. He will have the might of God himself, absorbing all of the evil of the world until there is no more to be absorbed. Where the self-serving kings and rulers of this world impose their fatherhood over the people this child will have a name, Everlasting Father. His fatherhood will not be through imposition. It will be through love. Where the scared, insecure warriors and presidents and prime ministers of this world impose their might through war, this child has a name, Prince of Peace. He will establish an everlasting peace not through might, but through his own death. That's a vulnerability that makes defense against it pointless. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. His rule will be filled with justice and righteousness. And church, this is the rule that Jesus announced. This is the rule that Jesus taught us about. This is the rule that he established through his cross and resurrection and ascension. And church, this very rule... <laughs> is the rule that is being built and established in fits and starts among us, among God's people, while most of the world walks by and pays it no mind at all. That is the peaceable rule that you and I have been called to embody through earnest love of God and neighbor in the dark places that encompasses not only the things that we say, but the things that we do what we do with the gifts and resources we have been given. And when you and I hopefully and earnestly love in the dark places of this world, God is happy to use that work, even though it seems small to us, to kick back the darkness and fear. As Jesus taught us so pointedly, you are the light of the world. That is our vocation, that is our common life, as we await the day of his second advent. And at his second advent, it will not be the face of a child that we see. It will be the beautiful face of the judge of all the earth. And the joy and justice and righteousness and peace that is growing quietly among us now will blossom out in fullness over the entire created order. <laughs> We will walk in a great light always and unfailingly. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.